0: Hey, Islanders, you're listening to KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. My name is Max Taylor, and I am interviewing Bill Radke, a longtime NPR employee host within the industry. Say hi, Bill. Hey, how's it going, Max? Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and what um, you do?
1: Yeah, I'm on the air. I'm on the NPR station that used to stand for National Public Radio. Now, it's just NPR. But I'm um, your uh, hopefully smart, friendly um, radio station. There are NPR stations all over the country. I'm at the Seattle one, KUOW, been there since I was in college uh, in the 80s. That's,
0: that's amazing yeah. and you definitely have a, the job that I want to have and I can get a few of those questions in on you at the very end of this but nice. um, I'm going to be asking you 12 questions before that um, and just answer them to the best of your ability and uh, yeah, we'll uh, hopefully give our audience a, a little bit of insight into what you do. So, um, All right. Could you describe one of your typical work days?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, now it's funky because of the pandemic, uh-huh. so I'm going in twice a week, so let's, let's pick a day when I do go in, I get in, I, I bring my laptop back and forth, I bring it in, I boot it up, and I figure out um, what stories I'm working on. I'm, I'm a part reporter right now, which means I'm always pitching and trying to think of different ideas and I'm, I'm gonna to try to do some holiday stuff. I just did something about a study, uh, U- University of Washington researchers doing a study about the brain and what it does while you're sleeping. So all kinds of stories. And then on Fridays, I host a show called Week in Review. So I'll come in and kind of figure out, okay, what are we gonna talk about? What audio do we need? And start writing stuff. Yes. That's a good question. I think because of things like, like podcasts and just so many platforms, you know, um, uh places where people can hear conversation i would say th- there's not too many people because it the business is more than just radio stations with you know 94.9 fm Anybody, what you're doing right now, you don't have a radio station here, but you've got, you've got your lap, laptop and a microphone. You have access to a radio station at the high school. Um, but there's all different kinds of people who can do audio and storytelling. So, no, I think, uh, ju- don't think of it as just radio. Think of it as, as the, the business of talking and, uh, and being a companion to people. It's, mm-hmm. it's huge.
0: So, I guess you can tell everyone, how did you get your job?
1: Well, I was in college, uh, University of Washington. I was um, uh, I needed some work study experience I started working at the school newspaper which is called the Daily and that's was in the same building as the radio station so you start to meet people who's these people keep coming down the stairs what's going on two floors above me oh there's a radio station up there ah oh, you know I think I could talk okay and, you know so I, I started out that way and uh, and then I've, I've stayed there on and off gone, I gone I graduated I got a job in Florida came back here for a while. Then I went off to California for a while and just, but I keep coming back to KUOW.
0: So I guess now we can move on to some, like some skills and experience. So Mm -hmm. like what, what qualifications would you, would you seek in someone in a new hire? Obviously, like if you're going to, if you're going to hire someone, you got to have some qualities and a lot of people can get into the business. um, But what are some things that you would look for that would really pop out at you and say, this is somebody I want to work with and higher?
1: That's a good question. Well there's kind of a pyramid of numbers that there are more pro- what we call producers and editors uh, than there and reporters than there are hosts. Um, so it, it's it's a good idea to start in the business you're probably not going to immediately host a show although it's possible but it's it's better to have all the skills that you need kind of um, before you get to the point where you're hosting a show. I'm not saying hosting a show is better but 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 you, you need to know how to reach people. You, are, you want to interview people. How do I find people? Um, how do I talk to people and say, hey, here's what we're about. Here's what we'd like to do. And, and so you, you got to convince them to come on. You got to become a good listener if you're not already. So you can kind of pre-interview someone as you did with me, you know, you mm-hmm. kind of let me know what the things, some of the things you wanted to talk about. Um, you got to be, you know, uh, so I would want to hire somebody with all those skills. With organizational skills, because you gotta, you know, keep documents of the p- different people you're talking to. You gotta keep up on your equipment. You know, that's a good sign if somebody knows their their equipment. That they're, you know, a doctor knows a scalpel, and you should know your audio editing software or your microphones, all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, someone who's curious, uh, they don't have to be highly educated, in my opinion. I don't think that you have to have a communications degree. Um, so someone but you know it, it helps they teach you some skills but someone who knows that they don't know everything and they want to learn a lot but then they also realize it's their job to simplify it and make it very clear for an audience who their the audience is not experts the audience is driving or walking their dog or you know they're just kinda half into it you gotta make it real clear for them so do they have good communication skills
0: how like how does your company like compare with the rest of um? I guess with the rest of the industry, like how do you how do you how do you view like what you do in comparison to everyone else?
1: Well, we're pretty stable compared to a lot of the industry because, for one thing, we, we we've been around a long time. We have the trust and, and and confidence of a lot of people. We have pledge drives where listeners pledge their own money to keep the station going. We have you know advertisers who they I think they know that the the kind of person that listens to us is often a you know a professional person. So uh, that's kind of a, a good market for them to go after. So there are a lot of reasons why we're doing better than some places where, because of the competition of the internet, it's hard to sell ads that they depend on at, 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 as much for as much money as they used to. We're less dependent on ads, so we're we're a stable business. We're still relatively growing, which not all in the news media are. Um, we don't tend to pay a ton of money, but but these days, again, the money's kind of been leaking out of the more commercial side of things. So, I think we're probably more in line than, than what we used to be. Yeah, I don't know. What else do you want to know about how KUOW compares with the rest of the industry? Or did I tell... Is that enough?
0: I mean, that was that was pretty much That's, enough. Okay, I understand yeah, and you're... It, like sometimes people, like they get on air and they kind of don't realize that you're talking to an audience of 5, 10, 15, get up to 500, 1,000 maybe. Ten thousand people, yeah, and right. you, you, you sort, you sort of realize, or and some people don't that like you're, you're a public figure and a lot, you're sharing a lot of information and you're talking to a lot of different people and mm-hmm. you can, you can, I mean, I, I have a lot of um, people that I looked up to in the industry and I think that, I mean, I, I, think it'd be really cool for somebody to come up to me and have that happen. <laughs>
1: yeah, it is cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so you kind of mentioned moving around a little bit how how much like lifestyle changes do you think your work kind of would involve so like do you have to frequently travel or do you need to do late nights sometimes you could
1: stay local if you want to i mean you really can do it any way you want especially again with technology we've all been reminded of that in the pandemic but uh you know my wife she's in a corporate job she travels a lot before pandemic and eventually hopefully will again but um uh but I pretty much just stay in Seattle. It's a, it's a local job. So there's a
0: lot of options. Awesome. Now, um, uh, I guess to, to bring it sort of into COVID, I'll ask you a question. Um, how did it... What was the biggest way it affected the industry?
1: Wow. Um, I mean, just in my little micro level, we, I was home for a year and a half. I never stopped doing my daily show, but I was doing it from a spare bedroom. So um, that was just kind of a logistical challenge and I couldn't work with my teammates face to face. You know, everybody talks about that, Zoom and all that kind of stuff. Um, But affecting the media industry, I can't tell yet. I would say, I mean, I feel like uh, when you have something that important like a pandemic to people's lives, livelihoods, their literal lives, their politics, you know, everything, people. Really care, and so I think being this sounds maybe like I'm just like uh, doing an ad for my station, but truly, if people need trusted information, I mean, they kind of we say that all the time. But mm-hmm. a global pandemic um, where it's changing science all the time, and you could die, and 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 what are these vaccines? I, I would say some a uh, uh, news outlet like like KOW has is just even more important and like beloved to people than before because. Because you need you need to know who you can trust. There's a mm-hmm. lot of misinformation on social media, so I think we it's we become hugely important.
0: Awesome, and I guess um, to to finally round us out, mm-hmm. um, I as you know I'm trying to get into the industry, and I a lot of people listening, and a lot of people I guess out there, they want to as well. So if there's one thing that you could say to myself or someone else, like one a, a tick, it could be a tip. It could be something to keep in mind, it could be a goal. Um, what would that be? and What would that look like?
1: That's a great question. First of all, you ask really good questions Thank and, you. and you express yourself really well and you have a good vo- speaking voice, like man, you, you have a lot going for you. I'm serious. Max. Thank you. Um, but my, my advice on the way out is be authentic because people do love this medium. People love conversation. People love to hear what other people know and we like learning about the news. But if somebody comes off as phony, then yeah. it's just not interesting. You just you just don't you just don't care, you know. And you can kind of pick it up. Not always, but you can kind of tell when someone's not being real with you. Mm-hmm. And and back in the day, there was more like a I'm Walter Cronkite. I am your news anchor. I'm Dan Rather. And it was a little bit more formal. Yeah. But these days, it's not really like that. It's much more democratic. Lots of people can talk into a mic, right, mm-hmm. and do a podcast. So people really are looking for. Who's somebody that I can really connect with and is being real with means giving me a window, a true window into another way of looking at the world? So, because of all of that, it's authenticity and being real that it really comes through. And so, one way to get to, to be authentic is to not be afraid. Or to, or, to lots of people get afraid, it's okay to feel mm-hmm. afraid, but I'm telling you, to learn how to. to, to Fear is normal, or we're, oh, am I going to sound awkward? You know, embarrassment, mm-hmm. whatever. But but just notice that about yourself. Notice like, oh man, I'm really kind of feeling awkward here, or anxious, or whatever, and that's okay. But that's not the real deal. That's kind of a trip that's in my mind. <sighs> you know, like let that yeah. come and let it go, and and it's not. You don't really have anything to fear. You know, it's you're not going to get. Whatever fear you have about not doing it just right is probably way overblown. He mm-hmm. doesn't have to be perfect. You'll be more authentic if you're not trying to be something you're not. Mm-hmm. So that's my best advice.
0: And that resonates with me a lot, you know. I Authenticity is something that I think is really important. And you gotta you got to be yourself. And a lot of people that I see that work at the station with me, like they, they listen to me talk and they're like, wow, how are you so confident? Your voice is so good. And it's, I mean... It didn't start this way, you know. Like you, your your best radio voice is the voice that you're most confident with, and when you're being yourself, you know, when people are scared and when you have it thinking about it in your back, like the back of your mind, you're, you're, you're not gonna be as confident with yourself, and confidence is definitely key. Yeah. Um, yeah you start. You're sort yeah. of like
1: half rehearsing while you're talking, and it's distracting, and you know, it's just. Yeah. You're right. Everything you're saying is true.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I guess I, that, that I feel like that's a great way to round it out. Um, just. Being yourself is really important, and I'm I'm really glad that you and I share that. That's a, a great a great characteristic to have. Yeah. Um, you guys have been listening to KMIH 88.9 the bridge. Uh, thank you for listening, and let's go Islanders.
1: Yes, Islanders.